Hey, what up, y'all? It's your girl, Vivica Fox, and welcome to my podcast, Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Darlings, don't forget to subscribe, download now to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Okay, today we're going to talk about health, okay? It's a little bit of a different show for y'all today, but it's important for us to talk about our bodies and things that are going on. So my special guest is the host of the nationally syndicated Emmy Award winning television show, The Doctors. And he was a regular on VH1's Celebrity Fit Club. And he's also a New York Times best-selling author and a very good friend of mine. Please welcome to Hustle with Vivica A. Fox, Dr. Ian Smith. Hey, Ian. Hey, Vivica. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm honored. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have you as well, too, Mr. Busybody. Okay. Got a, t- got a talk show, got books out. I mean, you're just doing all kinds of things now. So, you know, c- congratulations. I mean, you ain't the only one hustling, baby. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Now, talk about hustling. Now, I'm going to let y'all know something about me and Dr. Ian. Because one of my producers like, how do you guys know each other? I'm like, well, to be honest with you, we used to always see each other backstage at events for Essence Festivals, for all kinds of things. And we would naturally just start talking to each other, right? That's right. Yeah. On a plane together one time. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. Okay, you taking it back. You taking it back. And then... I'm going to tell y'all something about Dr. Ian, okay? Dr. Ian is a businessman, okay? <laughs> Dr. Ian, when I got my book deal, I forget where we were, but I saw you and you was like, come here, let me talk to you, okay? And we started talking. You told me about how to handle the book deal, how to promote it. I mean, you were just so supportive. You you, you would text me, how are they doing? Are they taking good care of you? And just from the bottom of my heart, I, I appreciate that you were there for me, brother. I really do. So my book didn't become a New York Times bestseller, but yours have. Tell us all about, you've done 13 books, correct? Well, I'm up to 19 now, actually. Oh, excuse me. You better break out some more receipts, brother. He oh. said 13 was last year, Vivica. Okay, I'm up to 19. Uh-huh. You know. Okay, so tell us about some of them. Give us some titles of some of your books. Yeah, so the first book that really, Vivica, became a big hit was a book called The Fat Smash Diet. Um, mm. This was years ago. And a quick story behind that, I think, epitomizes kind of like situations that we get into. You know, I was doing a show on Celebrity Fit Club and uh, it was very popular. And I had already had a book deal um, with a publisher I won't name. And at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the deal, I went to the publisher and said, hey, I have an idea uh, for a different book. And uh, it's a book that I used on Celebrity Fit Club. And I said, it wasn't a book yet, but I had created this diet for the celebrities on the show. Mm-hmm. And I knew that the uh, the book worked really well. They lost so much weight, Vivica, but the show hadn't aired yet. And okay. so the world hadn't seen what their results were. So I said, well, listen, I said, my publisher, listen, I got this book. I used the diet. Uh, from the book that I want to write, I used the diet on the show. They lost a lot of weight, and the publisher turned me down. <gasps> oh, and, and how did that make you feel when you well, knew that you knew what you was talking about? Yeah, you were like, well, listen, you know, I watch people lose this weight. This is going to be a win-win. It's going to be on TV. Jump on it. Well, it was really confusing because you know here I am on this big show, and the show had gotten so big at the time, and I'm coming to you, telling you that. I got a plan that is not speculation, actually works. And not only does it work, but in about four months, 
the show's going to hit the air and they use my diet for the show. So you not only are you, do you have the evidence that it works from them and their, their transformations, but you also get the national exposure, which is wow. what publishers want is publicity, right? Yeah, that was a built-in win-win situation. So they turn me down, of course, and I'm like, okay, fine. Well, you know, I've uh, I've been turned down before and I just fight harder. So I really was onto something else. I wasn't going to do the book because I didn't have time to do it before the show premiered. My brother said to me, you know, hey, what's going on? What's happening? We're talking. And he said, well, Ian, I don't understand. Why don't you just publish the book yourself? And <gasps> I said, I said, I can't publish a book myself. That's so de classe. You know, here I am, a big author, TV person. <laughs> my own book. That was so, you know what I mean? I said, I can't step back. You said it was de classe. Really? No. And he said, my brother said, Ian, 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 listen, you got a built-in audience. People like you. You're very popular. Publish it yourself, and you control all the money. So he got to talking to me, and I said, well, let's try it. So I, I swear to you, Vivica, I had not even written the book. So I only had it in Microsoft Word on my computer. So I went, and I put the book together, and my brother owned at the time an apparel company. So he had a graphic designer that designed his clothes. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll let you use my graphic designer to compose the book. We've never done this before. We don't know how to lay out a book. You know, this is real. You know, this is a whole team, as you know now, that does this stuff. Right. He said, we'll take my graphic designer. We'll have her set up the pages and graphics. His girlfriend at the time, who we still with, he said, she'll edit the book for you to see if there are any mistakes in the book. Mm -hmm. And so we do it. So then I call Bill Getty over at The View. He was running The View at the time. Right. He was the first EP. And I said, hey, Bill. Because they had always asked me to come on their show as a regular. This is back in the day. But I was on a contract to NBC. But now I was out of contract. I called Bill Getty up and said, Bill, um, I got a diet book uh, that I'd love to do on the show. Do you got, you have any interest in me coming on? He said, sure, come on over. Now, Vivica, I hadn't printed one book. And the show was happening in three weeks. <gasps> in three weeks. I had no books printed. So... We spent Wait a minute, hold on. You didn't have nothing to give out to the audience, Dr. Ian. Now, you know that's part of the deal. And everyone's going home with a copy. Absolutely. <laughs> Vivica, I had nothing, Vivica. Nothing. So this, now, you know, but, you know, I had to get that booking. That, that booking was too big not to get. Right. So I said to my brother, oh, my goodness, I got the view. He said, you did what? I said, yeah, but we don't have any books. So we spent 48 hours without sleeping, crashing the book, editing, uh, getting the images and blah, blah, blah. And then I called a friend of mine. This is why networking is so important. Yes. I called a guy I had met at a golf tournament. I'm a big golfer. I met this guy uh, named Steve Cohen. And we just were friends, golf friends. We're not, even though he was a COO of a publisher at St. Martin's, which I think you know, but we just knew each other from uh, golf. I said, Steve, do me a favor. He said, what? I said, I need to get 256 <laughs> copies of a book printed. Could you call your printer? that you use for your big publisher and ask them to give me a family and friends discount right. so I can print these books. He said, absolutely, I'll do that for you. So he calls the, the printer, because I need 256, I would need to give to the audience. Because exactly. Said, I need 256 to get, so they could say, hey, everyone's going home with Dr. Ian Stutz. So he did it for me. I contacted the, uh, the uh, printer. I said, dude, listen, I don't have a lot of time. I don't, you tell me how much money it's gonna cost, but I got to get these in hand into the view by this date. Can you do it? He said, yes, I can do it. Fine. I then went and created an old website. This is the old days. I had dial-up back then, Vivica, no broadband. I created a little website for the book so that, because it wasn't in stores. I, you know, the traditional publisher rejected me. 
So I needed people once they saw it to be able to go online to my website and order it. Yeah. And order it. Vivica, let me tell you something. I went on The View. By the time I got home from the studio, because it's live show, you know, by right. the time I got yes. home from the studio, my little website had crashed. <gasps> I mean, it it was overloaded, Vivica. Overloaded. That's awesome. It was so bad that every time I got it up running again, it would crash. Wow. It, the orders kept coming over and over and over. So finally, my apartment, my little one-bedroom apartment on the Upper East Side, <laughs> full of books and, and, and envelopes and stickers. I was mailing them myself. I would take a little old lady. Vivica, I swear to you. I would take a little old lady's car, like you see in the street, right? Yeah. I put them all in there. I go down to the post office on 85th Street off of 3rd Avenue. Okay. And, and they finally said, the ladies in there, Dr. Ian, what are you doing? What are you mailing? And I didn't want to tell them I'm shipping my own book. I felt so, you know. I said, I said, well, you know, you know, I'd send people out to fans and da, 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 you know, so I really dressed it up. Right. Right. And so finally it got so bad because I swear to you, I had my aunt and my mother from Connecticut were down in New York on the weekends trying to pack these books up. My girlfriend, who's now my wife, she Aww. flew in from Chicago to help me. It got so bad. I called Steve Cohen back up at the publisher. I said, Steve, I need help. He said, what? I said, Steve, I'm telling you something. I can't keep up with the demand of this book. Do you guys want to publish this book? And he said, I'll set up a meeting with one of our editors. So they set the meeting up with the editor in Steve's office. I'll never forget this. And I said to the editor, we're talking, small talking. So we get down to business. I said to the editor, let me ask you a question. How many books would you think it would be a lot for a self-published author to sell on their own? She said, by themselves, nobody helping them? I said, yeah. She said, over the course of a year? I said, yeah, how many? She said, 5,000 copies would be a lot of copies to sell by yourself. Mm. I looked at her. I, I winked at Steve. I looked at her. I said, I sold that in a week. Yes. Okay, brother. And that was it. Then they published it. And it went to straight to the New York Times bestsellers list for 13, 15, 16 weeks. Number one. It was biblical. It was unbelievable. My fat snatch diet was my first major success. And it happened because my brother told me, Believe in yourself and don't give up. Okay. And I'm going to get to this brother because I didn't know about this brother. Now, you went on to do Shred, The Revolutionary Diet, Super Shred, Blast That Sugar Out, Clean and Lean. I mean, you, you just, you, the books just kept going. I mean, now you're on 19 books? 19. And but, wow. But, but, but I'm going to tell you something. People always just see the end product. They see me on TV, they see my books on the shelves, but they don't realize that even with the success that I've had, and you know this, there's still fights and struggles that I have. I still have Absolutely. To, right? I still have to convince people and and people want me to prove myself. And you know, I don't get a fair shake all the time, even now. So it's not always like, oh, you're Dr. Ian Smith, you know, the world's at your feet. No, it doesn't work that way. But yeah. but I don't give up, Vivica. That's I know you don't. I, don't. I know you don't. I know, I'm telling you, you were passing on some gems to me on a consistent basis when, when I was going through my book. And, you know, I, I just want to, you know, give people a little bit of background now about you, now that we talked about how successful you are and how you, you know, had a, your brother help you out, which uh, I didn't know. You, you were a twin? Yes. I have a twin brother who lives in L.A. and uh, we're very close. What's your brother's name? Dana. Okay, how come you never introduced me to the brother? He's single. Well, you know, I, 
Vivica needs to date a grown man, okay? I, That's what I'm trying to tell you. I, I, I understand that. You know, the reason I never introduced <laughs> you, we were all never in the same place, but um, he has a girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, but he's a good guy. He's not, he's identical. You guys are twin identical brothers? Oh my goodness. If you Googled Dr. Ian Smith and brother on the Rachel Ray show, we did a funny bit because you know I'm a regular contributor there, her medical contributor. Yes. And we decided for Halloween to trick her. And so <laughs> it's the funniest thing. We had him fly in and he did the walk-on to the set instead of me. And he was acting like me and she had no idea. So the segment's rolling. You know, uh-huh. here's our buddy, friend of the show, Dr. Ian. Hey, Ian. And hug and kiss and blah, blah, blah. So blah, blah. And so my brother starts doing a little spit like I typically would do. Then he just freezes. And she looks at him and like she's worried something happened. Why are you stopping, Dr. Ian? And he says, and then he looks at me and I walk from off stage on stage. <gasps> and she absolutely lost it. Just wow. I mean, I've known you for such a long time and I had no idea that you were twins. So that's dope. And the fact that you're identical. That's right. Keep 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 surprising folks with new facts. OK, well, let's go back. I mean, you're a smart man. I mean, besides being a good businessman, you're a smart man. You're also a kind man, a good husband. All of, I mean, I could just keep rolling down your resume of all the good things. But I want to let people know that you earned all of this. You attended Harvard College. You received a master's from Columbia University. You went to Dartmouth Medical yeah, School, Dartmouth. Dartmouth. completed your medical study at the University of Chicago. I mean, how much school did you do, brother? Oh, man. Let me tell you how much debt was <laughs> <laughs> A lot. A yeah, lot. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, when people read my resume, you don't realize it when you're in the hustle and the fight. You don't right. realize, like, what's happening because you're so busy putting out the fire in front of you. But I look back at it and I say, well, that ain't, ain't too, too shabby for a little poor kid uh, from a small town in Connecticut. But, you right. know, my family always believed that education was the way out. Absolutely. Yeah, while we didn't have a lot in material wealth in my family, we had a lot in family love, ethics, mm. honesty, morality, and education. So my, my family always taught me, if you do good in the books, you can go anywhere you want. And I believed it. You know, you know, love my little kid. I said, is that how it works? I said, yeah. Stay. My grandfather would say, and don't go downtown, which means don't get in trouble with the law. So he said, do good in your books. No drink, no drugs, no smokes, and don't go downtown. <laughs> you know, so. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, how, so it's just you and your twin brother? Do you have any other family members? No, it's just, just us and my just, that's right. She, your mom was smart. She kept it small. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and kept y'all in school and educated, which now you are now the host of the nationally syndicated show, The Doctors. I mean, The Doctors used to have what? Oh, five of them? And now it's just you? First of all, it's an honor and a privilege. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know we're, we're both part of, of, of uh, Stage 29 production that's family right. because that's right. my talk show face the truth was with uh stage 29 by the way tell patty vivica said hey i will <laughs> okay i'll see you in two days but yeah. you know, in all honesty the um I, you know sometimes things come to you when you are not looking for them oh i know you know this came out of the blue like everyone kept thinking there was some kind of master coup d'etat that mm-hmm. i upended all these other people i didn't do that i was in my garden on my knees weeding my garden sweaty mm-hmm. dirty and everything else and i get this text message from someone I didn't recognize because the number wasn't saved. And they said, um, hey, Dr. Ian, we think we have a great opportunity for you. Would you like to discuss it? Please call me. 
it turns out to be Patty, who you know. Yes. And um, so we get to talk and catching up. So I had done one season about six years ago, co-host, but just for one season. And uh, she says, you know, we want to change the show. We want to bring new energy, blah, 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 blah. She says, you want to do it? <laughs> and you're like, by myself? <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I said in my head. I was like, just me? And um, they're like, yeah, we think you can do it. And, you know, thanks also to Dr. Phil and Jay McGraw, who own the show. They felt as though that they wanted to entrust me with their baby, which is the doctors for its 13th season wow. as the solo host. And so I'm honored. I think the show, as good as the show has been, I think this is the year that is more relevant and more important than ever before. Absolutely. Given what the country is facing. So the fact that a show of this import has been put on my shoulders and entrusted mm-hmm. to me during yep. these times, I'm not I'm not oblivious to how important this is. And you know what? I just thought about that. What a good fit this is for you because you are so educated and you're so smart and you're so likable. And especially because, you know, they're saying that Corona Corona affects brown people so much. So let's now go to the medical stuff, because this is what I love about what we're going to go to next. Dr. Ian is that. To all of our fans out there, y'all, we're going to talk about facts right now, okay? We're not going to talk about stuff that's on Facebook or that, you know, people are selling you. We're going to talk about facts from an actual doctor about a pandemic that has killed over 210,000 Americans. Um, I mean, we never saw this coming. Never saw this coming. Let's set the record straight about coronavirus and testing. Where should people go and get adequate coronavirus testing? Well, Vivica, if you don't mind, I'm going to make a small little correction to what you said previously. Okay. You said we didn't know it was coming. That's actually not well, true. Well, I'm talking about us. There yes. were people yes. in the yes. office, and we're going to get to them too. Trust me, I ain't leaving them out. We're going to get yes. to them. But yes. I'm talking about us as, as people, like citizens. Yes. We didn't yes. know. Yeah. No, we didn't know it was coming. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You know, people need to thank goodness at this late stage. It's late, but thank goodness there are so many independent um, public uh, and private testing centers that you can go to drive-by testing centers. I get tested once a week because I'm doing a show and I have right. to travel, yeah. but please, you all, a lot of communities, uh, have set up free testing. You just go online and you can just Google search coronavirus or COVID virus, COVID-19 or coronavirus testing in my neighborhood. And you'll find several places where you can go get testing. If you don't have insurance, there's also free testing. Mm-hmm. This is very important. We have to keep getting tested and keep being aware of where we are. And one of the reasons I believe that African-Americans and people of color are dying disproportionately and are becoming infected disproportionately is because we are not aware of our status Mm. and we have to get tested to know where we are. Have we been in contact with someone who was positive or who's exhibited symptoms? You need to be tested, at least as a baseline, so you know okay, this date, I was negative. At least you have that baseline, right? Yes. And then if if symptoms develop or if you find out through contact tracing that you were around somebody who tested positive, you can then have another test. But now you have the parameters to say, well, on this day, I was negative. Now I'm testing now. So it gives you it gives you a reference, a, a, a frame of reference. And I think that not enough of us are getting tested. Now, let's talk about symptoms. What are some of the known symptoms of coronavirus? Yes. Well, this is the tricky part of the virus. So the virus started out with just a couple of symptoms. Mm-hmm. So we talked about fever. Yes. We talked about shortness of breath. Okay. Uh, we talked about uh, flu or cold-like symptoms. So these are the things that we talked about in the beginning. But now we're reeling, uh, realized 
loss of smell, mm. loss of taste. Some people have complained about um, extremity uh, weakness, uh, extreme fatigue. A friend of mine. Wait, can, can you take that back? You said extremity weakness. What, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, legs, arms. You feel really weak. Uh, a friend of mine um, who was uh, who's an anchor at NBC in Detroit. Mm-hmm. He got it, and he said, "Ian, I am so weak. I, I was trying to go downstairs to get something to drink." He said, "I couldn't. I could. I could only make it from my bedroom to the top of the steps, and I had to sit down." I wow! Was that, I was that weak, and so we're seeing Vivica new symptoms that at first we didn't know was the way the virus presented, but it's presenting in so many different ways for so many people. Okay, um, I got so, another question. I got yeah. another question. Now. I just don't like because I've had to do Corona thing. And we're going to talk about I had a false positive uh, happen with me Mm -hmm. Um, that when I opened up this because they sent it to me by FedEx, which I want to attest to anyone. Do not go to like Dr. Ian said, go to a facility, go to a Mm -hmm. doctor, Um, Mm -hmm. because I believe the minute that you open it up by FedEx at home, it can be contaminated. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, I. I, when I opened it up to read what I was supposed to do, it was like, have you sneezed? Do you have a cold? Hey, you have a headache? Have you had this? Well, Dr. Ian, on any given day, you know, for women, we might have a cramp that day and get a headache right. from it. You, you know what I'm, I mean? Let's just keep it real. Let's right. just keep it real. You know what I mean? It's like everything now. If you sneeze, oh my God, COVID. Oh my God, I got a headache, COVID. Oh my God, I coughed, COVID. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, and to your point, by the way, which is why I've been encouraging and other experts have been encouraging people must get the flu vaccine ASAP because really the flu, well, the flu symptoms are extremely similar to COVID symptoms. Right. And okay. if you, if you get those symptoms, you're not going to know if you have COVID or if you have the flu. The other part of it is this, and this is the most important part. People have to understand that the flu virus affects and damages the same areas of the body that COVID does, the respiratory tree. So think about this, Vivica. If you have the flu and you're already compromised, your immune system is weakened, your lungs, your respiratory tree is already infected, and then you put COVID on top of that, Mm -hmm. you're in for trouble because you're in for trouble. I mean, you, you know, you have a double whammy. And so if people get the flu vaccine, not that the flu vaccine is 100% protective, mm-hmm. but it is extremely protective against the strains that are inside the vaccine. And here's the other part that people don't get. Even if you get infected by a flu strain that's not part of the flu shot, you are less likely to have severe symptoms because that flu shot still will prime or bolster your immune system to help you better fight even a different type of flu. Are you following me? Yeah, absolutely. So you're basically saying that it is a layer of protection to help fight against COVID. That, correct? Okay. Yes. Or, or, or at the very least, to reduce the severity of symptoms if you were to be dually infected with COVID and the flu. Okay. Now, okay, let's let's talk about this because you said the flu shot. Now, right. what about they've been talking about that this vaccine is going to come, that this vaccine is going to become... There's 300 million people in America, and they're also saying that once a vaccine comes for COVID, that you have to then get it twice. Now, Dr. Ian, now you know most people, they don't even like to get their children uh, immunized. How Do you think that all of these people, 300 million Americans, are going to line up for this vaccine? First of all, because this vaccine is a big problem. It's a okay. Problem. Tell us why. 
It's a problem because number one, we don't even know if we're going to get a vaccine. Number one, we got to get a vaccine first. Listen, people don't understand. Not every virus has a vaccine to it. Just because just because you say we want to build a vaccine, we want to create a vaccine, we need a vaccine, doesn't mean that it's scientifically possible. This is the this is the rub, Vivica. The scientists and the doctors have not been leading the conversation. The politicians have been leading the conversation and leading it wrong and leading it wrong because politicians don't know science. Just like I can't help you with the economy. You don't want me in charge of the economy if we start going to a depression. That's not what I trained in. Right. But I understand viral pandemics. I understand infectious disease. So here you have a situation where vaccines on average take at least four years to develop. On average, sometimes eight, nine, ten years. Because, Vivica, you have to make sure that the vaccine is safe. It doesn't have side effects. That mm-hmm. the vaccine actually works. And... You have to see, well, this isn't working, so let me modify it. Let me tweak it. Let me tweak it. So it takes years to do this. Yes. But the White House says, we're going to have a vaccine. Based on what? Based on because you want to have a vaccine? Listen, I am first in line for wanting a vaccine like anybody else. I want mm-hmm. a vaccine, Vivica, but I'm also a, a, a scientifically trained. I know that I don't want a vaccine that someone has jammed through the system right. for political reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and all the big experts, this is just not Dr. Ian talking, all the big experts, the real scientists have said, this is a problem. Number one, will the vaccine be effective? Number two, if we do get a, an effective vaccine, how are we going to distribute this vaccine to over 300 million people yep. in a fair manner? Are we going to say it only goes to those who are insured? Mm-hmm. Are we going to say that only the rich can get it first? or those who are politically connected, mm-hmm. well, like, what's going to happen? Because let me give you an example, Vivica, and I'm sorry I'm going off a little bit, but let me give you an example. It's all right. I love the passion because well, we have to, to be because it's about our communities and our people, our future, our children. That's right. Let, look at this inequity. We have, for the since the beginning of this uh, pandemic, we've said to everybody, hospital beds are limited. Mm-hmm. They are limited to those who are exhibiting severe symptoms mm-hmm. and who need that bed. We don't have enough PPE in hospitals or yeah. beds, right? So we all agreed to that. So we turned, not we, but th- tens of thousands of Americans were turned away from hospital yep. doors and ERs because they weren't sick enough. But yep. then, and I'm just going to be straight up with you, but then Chris Christie, the former governor mm-hmm. of New Jersey, who mm-hmm. is no longer a sitting governor, who is no longer in any elected office, mm-hmm. who is doing debate prep, for the White House, mm-hmm. he gets a COVID-19 positive diagnosis. And the next two days, they say, we have admitted Chris Christie mm-hmm. to the hospital with mild symptoms out of an abundance of caution. Right. Excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. I thought you said, I thought you said that only those who have the most severe symptoms get a hospital bed. So what are you saying? Are you saying that one, he's that they're lying, that he really did have severe symptoms? Mm-hmm. Or are you saying, well, yeah, we typically do only admit those with mild symptoms. And even though he has asthma, but we're going to give it to him because he, he's politically connected. That's my concern about the flu vaccine. Who's mm-hmm. going to get it? Who's going to sit there and say, well, let's be fair about it. And let's go into poor neighborhoods and people who are uneducated and the homeless people and, and vaccinate them. I'm very concerned about it. Me too. And then what do you feel about how tone deaf the president is right now? Don't worry about COVID-19. 
don't let it control you. Don't, I mean, when that came up, I was like, you have no empathy. 210,000 Americans have lost a family member. I just, then there was a side of me that of course, I think it's about money. I'm just gonna keep it real that it's like, they're saying, oh, look, look how quickly we got better. Okay, now let's line up and open up your wallet and you can beat COVID, which then, you know, people underprivileged folks, oh, well, that's not accessible to y'all. Because to me, it seemed like that's why America stays, uh, didn't close down all the way. The moment that they said it was affecting brown people, oh, other nationalities like, cool, we can party. We ain't gotta wear our mask, we good. No, COVID does not discriminate. Vivica, the government's response to the biggest pandemic in the last century has been absolutely abhorrent. It's been embarrassing. It's been despicable. It's mm. been shameful because, because those doctors and those scientists who head our most noble and most prestigious uh, science and medical organizations to bend under political pressure to cut across all that you've been trained to learn and to do and to teach and to preach because of political pressure, to sacrifice your integrity and not be honest about a pandemic that has killed 210,000 of our fellow Americans who otherwise would be walking the earth and having dinner with their families had people not misled them and told yeah. them that it was a hoax. And to continue to flaunt it in front of people, it is absolutely abhorrent. I, 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 you know, the, the real doctors and the real scientists are disgusted Good. by how the country has behaved and how leaders, quote unquote leaders, who are supposedly in charge of our big organizations like the FDA and the CDC. I mean, when since when did the CDC start giving medical clearances to politicians to participate in debates. That's Absolutely. not the role of the CDC. And then just so you all know, we just want to make it clear to our fans out there, the CDC stands for Center of Disease, yeah, right? Centers for Disease and Control. Yeah. Yes, yes. Which Obama had uh, had made, didn't he make a special thing for it for us uh, that he said in case a pandemic comes, that, that we will be prepared for this. And the moment that Trump got in office, he... That he he's done everything in his power to get rid of Obamacare, and then he took them Center for Disease out of China. So y'all all y'all got to pay attention to all of the things that are going on and why things are happening the way they are. But we won't get too political on the show because you know we got to do what we got to do. But I just want to say for myself, and I want to share this with my fans out there. I got a false positive. Um, Corona testing. I had just been tested four days before. I was working on a film. I had a negative one. I was getting ready to do uh, an award show. They did everything backwards and mm. they sent it by mail, which I did not want it. I, I opened it up. I, I don't like the whole going up the nose, tickling your brain thing. That don't work for me. <laughs> I, I, I know. And I let them know because the other test I did was oral. That made me more comfortable because mm -hmm. I just personally, when I saw the paint, how painful it looked for somebody jamming a damn Q-tip up in your brain, that didn't work for me. So I said, listen, there's got to be another way, either your blood or oral. So we had it done orally. So anyway, I sent it back to them. It came back really cute. It was like they were just handing out the positive stuff. And I said, wait a minute, please let me get a second opinion. Nope, 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 nope. It's 100% proof. Da, 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 da. So now I've got to call the people who I just finished working with on a movie the day before because it affects 
it affected everything. Now it's going to get up. They're going to make an announcement. They wanted me to do a video for it. I said, absolutely not. I was glad that I had a great, excellent support team around me that said, no, thank you for telling us. We're going to shut down. We're going to retest everybody. But you just worked with us yesterday and we know you're fine. We're sending out another nurse in the morning and we're going to do it the way that we did it before orally. I got the test back. And what do you know? It was negative. But right. Dr. Ian, those two days and then having to have it come out publicly for me was absolutely it was like having a scarlet letter uh-huh. Uh-huh. on my yeah. chest yeah and yeah. what they didn't realize is that that affected that production uh-huh. I had other movies lined up where I knew and I didn't have any symptoms if I was sick trust and believe it I would have took the bullet and said hey y'all I got it I'm gonna uh you know shut myself down do what I gotta do but the fact that it's like it got out there and that day, my phone, when I'm telling you, blew up for two days and yeah. for me to have to hit everybody back and then waiting on the test was just so emotionally draining and scary. Yeah. I was so scared because yeah. that's all I could think was like, oh, my God, what about all these people that now have my whole career? I've yeah. worked hard to now be a producer, to yeah. finance films, to have people trust me, to be an author. And I just literally saw my career just going down the drain again. And I'm, you know, and so anyway, I was glad that I had the courage to get a second opinion. And I guess that I just want to share that with our fans out there, that if you don't feel ill and someone does give you um, a positive, go get a second opinion and get it done professionally, right? Yes, 100%. 100%. And you know, this is what I've been saying to people is that people don't understand that we are not just losing lives, which is horrific. We've lost so many lives and we'll continue to do so, Vivica. But also the impact on people's lives, the life, what I call life experience. Like what you just went through for two days, the, the anxiety, the mm-hmm. guilt, the worry. Think about, think about how constricted you felt for two days of your life that you could never get back those two days and how awful you felt. Imagine that times a thousand, yeah. okay, of people who are in hundreds very, of thousands, right? Who yeah. are in very difficult situations. And we don't need to be here, Vivica. Yeah. We don't need to be. I've said from the very beginning that the country needs to shut down for four to six weeks. Yes, but no. But no, see, do it. No, they don't want to do that. That was stupid. Had we did that in the beginning, we yes. we could have opened back up. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. But listen, because I'm about to run out of time too, and I got a couple more things I got to talk to you. Okay, y'all. So y'all get your COVID test, do what y'all need to do, wear a mask, and be careful, okay? You've got a new book out, and it's a fiction book, correct? Tell us about that. It's called The Unspoken, and it's about uh, a private investigator who used to be a detective for the Chicago Police Department who leaves the department because he wouldn't participate in the cover-up of what's called a bad shooting. And so he leaves, he gets a settlement, he walks away and decides to hang up his own shingle to become a private investigator. And he takes on very select cases in and around the city of Chicago. His name is Ash Kane. He's handsome, he's tall, he's smart, yes. he's sarcastic, he's tough. He's a little weak when it comes to romance because his fiance left him at the altar, so he's trying to figure that out. Mm. But he's a fun guy. and. I'm so excited because The Unspoken just got optioned to be a TV series. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Thank you. Um, yeah, and people are loving it. It's uh, on Amazon.com, so please go check it out. It's a fun ride. His first case, by the way, is a case of a wealthy 
real estate errands from Chicago's North Shore. Uh oh, I, I need to audition. That need to be my part. Well, no, I got to talk to But she goes missing, uh -oh. and her mother comes to Ash Kane from the rich North Shore, comes downtown Chicago, and says in the South Loop, and says, "I want you to find my daughter." And then the ride begins. So let, let, let's, we're going to wrap it up because we're getting toward the end. I could talk to you all day because you just, you're just a, a wealth of knowledge and I love it. Um, tell us, how has your hustle made you the man that you are, the successful man that you are today? My high school coach told me a long time, I was a very good high school basketball player. He told me a long time ago, hey, Smith, never read your headlines. Mm. Never read your headlines. He said, always do the work. Yes. Just do the work. The accolades and the championships and the victories, they'll come, but just don't read the headlines afterwards. And so I have spent my life working really hard, um, trying to do what I think is right. I'm not perfect by any stretch of imagination, yeah. um, but I do have um, uh, an internal engine that tries to guide me to be better as a person, to be better as a citizen, as a family member. And so what I do, Vivica, is I'm also fearless. And I know people use that word a lot, but I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid of yes. rejection. And I'm willing to try different things. Some things work, some things don't work. But my argument from the very beginning has been this. Because you say, well, Dr. Ian, how could you be a doctor and then write murder mystery? <laughs> I get that all the time. But let me say something to you. I never believed that we had only to make one choice for our passions in life. That's the old days. In the old days, my grandmother's generation, they'd find one job, work for 30 years, and they yep. retire. Yep. And I said... How boring is that? All the great things you can do in life. Why do you just want to do one thing? So I made a decision, despite it not being popular, to pursue whatever I wanted to pursue. And so I've spent my life, really, I've had a full life, Vivica, of chasing the things and dreams and passions that mean a lot to me. And I'm just, that's my hustle. My hustle is doing things that I love and doing them the best I can and being happy about it. I love it. Well, Dr. Ian, that leads us perfectly into today's hustle hack. Today's hustle hack is hashtag follow the science. Darlings, we are living in a pandemic that has affected all nationalities, and we need to stay informed with the correct information. Okay. As Dr. Ian said, go get your COVID tests. COVID tests are free. Also, Get your flu shots. Those might not be free, but do get that layer of protection as recommended highly by Dr. Ian Smith. Dr. Ian Smith, I want you to let people know where can they find your latest book at? They can go to Amazon.com. It's called The Unspoken. All right. When does The Doctors air? The Doctors air is Monday through Friday. Check your lo local listings for the station and the time. And also in closing, where can folks find you at on social media? Oh, please. I love to interact. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Ian Smith. Spell the doctor out. I-A-N Smith. Look for the blue check mark. And on Twitter, D-R Ian Smith. And my website is DrIanSmith.com. Spell the doctor out. This man is thorough, y'all. Do y'all hear me? Okay. All right. Got all bases covered. Okay. <laughs> I love that about you. You broke it down because I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's like too many jobs nowadays with social media. Okay. I'm like, we got the TikTok and the Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook. And anyway, so anyway, but you can follow your girl at Miss Vivica Fox on Twitter 
on Instagram. I'm at Ms. V Fox. I'm verified on, on all platforms. And also for Vivica Hustling is at Vivica Hustling. Subscribe, download, and listen to Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. Until next time, darlings. Bye for now. Wow. The Hustling with Vivica A. Fox podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional medical, financial, legal, or other advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during the podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.